and my cap and my deck of cards. Still got it. It's showtime. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Don't make me smack you, sweetheart. I'll do it. What are you? I'm Batman. Taking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! This town needs an enema. This most non, non heinous. a geek podcast for the rest of us who are the rest of us i'm your host nick stevens it's july july has begun and it's hot as fuck out so fucking hot it's so hot that i'm recording from a closet i couldn't sit in my garage this evening and do the usual spiel without risking heat exhaustion you know or a stroke you know, so here I am in a closet, plus the baby boy just went down, so I don't want to wake him up, you know, and I got to do my spiel every now and then, I got to make a noise, you know, and so I'm, I'm in a closet, I'm in my bedroom closet right now, uh, getting ready to do this thing that we love to do, you know, and, and just when I think to myself, hey, maybe you guys are tired of hearing some of these rants, you know, a close friend of mine says, I know, I love these fucking rants, keep it going, holy can of cream corn, you know, what do you got to lose? That's not really what he said, but so you know something along those lines. But I thought I'd start this show off with uh, some retractions, you know, because uh, you know we all we all make mistakes. I'm human. Hey, you know I'm here. I'm queer. You know, hmm? a couple shows back, I think I did a solo uh, a solo show, and um, you know we're talking about some movies here and there, and you know I think I was talking about uh, of all things, Hombre, the Paul Newman movie. It occurred to me after the fact that the movie came out in 1967 not 1963. I know, I know, not everybody was emailing in or writing, writing in, you know, calling in with the threats. I guess it helps that we don't have a number to call, you know, but even people that know me didn't call me out. It's just one of those things that I, I realized after the fact, thought I'd put it out there. Why not be, be right if you can have the information? You know what I'm saying? Also, I said, uh, I think I was talking about the Aquaman movie and I believe, and somebody actually messaged me about this, that I referred to Nicole Kidman's character uh, as the father of Aquaman. So that was a misspeak, obviously. I mean, obviously I meant the mother, you know. I mean, she's playing Queen Atlanta. Um, I think I said that. So, I mean, although it would be kind of funny if she did play the dad, you know, if there was, if they just 
gender swapped it, but like they still cast her. And she was like, no, we want you to, we want you to play the dad. We just, we could have gotten a dude, but you know, it's 2018. So we just figured it would just be one of those things where, you know, they don't even try to like have her like wear a beard. Actually, that would be even more hilarious if they just had Nicole Kim and show up with like his father, like his Atlantean father, which I guess doesn't really go well with the comics, but maybe, I don't, I don't know. But I mean, why not? Right. Oh, and then last but not least, of course, I was talking a little about music, you know, and I ended that show, I think, with a with a little bit of a cover jam, you know. So I wanted to give credit where credit's due, of course. I don't want people thinking, like, I was claiming that I wrote that shit just because I had a spiel about writing music. And then I closed the show with a cover song. Um, all the cover songs are cool, you know, especially when you're trying to break out and get, get new gigs, you know. Jimmy Johnson and I had actually gotten together on a different night in my garage and recorded a batch of songs. And you might hear them pop up from time to time. The song with Flowers on the Wall, and that was written by the Statler Brothers, released in 1966, and it was played that evening in the garage by myself and Jimmy Johnson. So, Jimmy, thank you. I didn't want you to think that I snubbed you, or have you think that I think that credit doesn't matter, you know? So Jimmy was on guitar, you know, doing backup vocals there, so it's important, you know? Like I said, the world wasn't going to end. This is a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants show at best. So, you know, I go dizzy most everywhere I go. Hmm? And one other thing I want to address before I go into some reviews and rants is uh this is really gonna be more of a ranting show it's not really gonna be a, a, a much of a review show i guess all of them are kind of like that aren't they so we'll just go with it but i do want to talk about the last show one of the last shows we did which was the villains episode james Schuler, and of course the aforementioned jimmy golden cadillac johnson and i uh the three of us were doing a villain show where we ranked our favorite villains. And we didn't really do it by by any certain scale or any kind of uh, periodic table, so to speak. We just kind of rated them based on how evil we thought they were. I was really ranking mine based on how much they uh, hated the kids, you know? <laughs> James was like, fuck those kids, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and Jimmy was kind of uh, indifferent towards the whole thing. So um, we all had very different lists uh, for the most part. But I had a close friend uh, who uh, reached out to me via the Facebook, and I thought I'd read his list on here. So I won't say his name. I'll drop his first name. Fuck it. Chris. Uh, he gave me a list on Facebook, and his top five, from five to one, of course, from bottom to top, he's got Tommy DeVito, which I think that was the guy from Casino? Joe Pesci? Hmm. Uh, I could have looked that up before. Uh, Freddy Krueger at number four. And he also had a little side note. I love that he had a sense of humor in the mid to late in the mid to late ones. I guess the later Freddy movies. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Loved Freddy Krueger. Actually, I almost picked Freddy Krueger myself for my villain list. But alas, the albatross set on another morning. I don't know what that means. Uh, Vader at number three. Darth Vader at number three. So, okay. That makes sense. Number two, the Joker. In parentheses, he said parenthetically, any of them. Okay. So any of the uh, interpretations of the Joker from... Caesar, God knows who, who wouldn't shave his mustache in the 60s, to uh, Heath Ledger, to the guy that we don't really like to talk about. But we'll talk about him a little later, Mr. Lido. And, of course, at number one, he's got Hans Gruber, whose name you might have heard from the previous list. Uh, I think James had him on his list. You know, from Die Hard. That's, uh, you know, that's just that. Although I do love his brother, played by Jeremy Irons, Simon Says, you know, <laughs> from Die Hard with a Vengeance. There's a difference between not liking a brother and not caring when some flat foot drops him off a roof. Other honorable mentions from Chris were Chucky, Lex Luthor, and Cobra Commander. So thanks for the list, man. I appreciate it. You know, this is exactly what I'm talking about, guys. When we do a show and we put the email out there, we put the Facebook out there, and you reach out to me directly or you reach out to the page or you email us and say, hey, this is what's what. 
I got an idea. You got to put it in the show. You know what I'm saying? He didn't even tell me to do that. I just insisted I would put it in the show. Because I just, you know, it's good. It's feedback. It's it's important, you know. It's not why we're doing the show. But it makes me feel good inside, you know. It's like a warm blanket over me as I'm, you know, tucking myself to sleep. And, 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 and remembering all the fond memories of my, of my youth and of my childhood, you know. And, and, I, and I don't have to worry about the outside world and all the demons and witches and ghouls and goblins, you know. <clears throat> also friend of the show and long-time returning guest... One of my favorite guests, Mr. James Powell, he reached out to me and he pretty much told me that my list, my list from The Villain Show was uh, essentially suspect and uh, not remotely valid. Like a hooker in a trunk. He didn't really say that, but that's, you know, kind of how I interpreted it. But he hated all my villains pretty much, except for Clarence, Clarence Boddicker from Robocop. And he, as far as kids being eaten or, or, you know, anybody eating kids or killing kids, he said Anakin Skywalker was way worse than Pennywise, which... I guess you could argue either way. I mean, he said that Anakin just slaughtered them, those younglings, you know, which, you know, I I forget about those prequels. I forget about those Star Wars movies. I forget about Vader being an evil son of a bitch. But Chris lucked out because he, he put uh, Vader in the list. So there you go. So here you go. I can't talk tonight. I'm, 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 I'm slurring. Uh, so thanks, James, for the, for the positive feedback or really just feedback, you know. Look, I picked my list. You pick a list. We got a list. She's got a list. We all got lists. Okay, uh, Jared Leto. I said I was going to talk about him. He's been cast as Morbius in a new Sony spinoff movie. Now look, this has been out for a couple days now. I just wanted to spit some, some, some knowledge on this. Look, Jared Leto is a fine actor. Okay, he won Academy Award for that movie that I can't think of that was on the tip of my tongue where he was gay and he was wearing dresses and it was fantastic. It had fucking McConaughey. There's a bull rider, also gay. What the fuck was that movie? Doesn't matter. He won an Oscar for it. He's fantastic. He's a great actor. I actually really like him a lot. I actually even liked him in Fight Club, even though he had like two lines and got his face beaten by Ed Norton. And who could forget my so-called life, Clara Danes with the flannels? Of course not. Don't shoot me twice. But look, I think he'll play a pretty cool Morbius. You know, I, I kind of like that Sony has this idea to do these spin-off movies rather than building a universe like Marvel. I mean, just do your little Sony spin-off movie. We have yet to see how Venom's going to turn out, but I'm kind of excited about it, you know. And look, I did not like Leto as a Joker. A, the Joker didn't have much to do in Suicide Squad, so that was kind of disappointing. But B, I didn't like the look and I didn't like what he was doing with it. I just didn't care. You know, I'd seen Heath Ledger and that's kind of set the bar for me, you know. I'm not opposed to other people tackling it. It's a piece of art like anything else, you know. It's a work of art or, or a work of fiction, you know. I'm all for it. If they want to do different interpretations every couple of years, fine. Actually, no, maybe they should wait like a couple a couple years. But I think this Morbius role, I think that, that'll fit right in. And for the kids that don't know, that are like, who the fuck is Morbius? He's a vampire from the Spider-Man world. Okay, and Sony seems to be big on doing these little spinoffs, and I'm all about it, you know. He's kind of like an anti-hero, like Venom, you know. I heard a rumor the other day that, that Todd McFarlane is actually interested in doing a Venom team-up with Spawn. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't even have his Spawn movie off the ground yet. I think they have they don't, I don't even know if they started filming. They just announced the casting with Jamie Foxx not too long ago. But I heard some rumor on the internet. He was actually very, very psyched on that. And this is how things, these things start, you know, like a fucking wheelbarrow full of gasoline, you know, on a fire. Somebody mentioned something that fucking lights a fuse, you know. But, I mean, that would be kind of cool, you know, just do something different, you know. Uh, how many more times can I say you know? You know? <laughs> I'm in a closet. Jared Leto, way better casting for, for a vampire. Because he's kind of, vampires kind of have to be skinny and kind of sexy. 
You know, and Jared Leto will do that. He'll do that really well. Way better than Joker, anyway. It's a little hate on that little shade. Speaking of shade, Luke Cage, okay? Season 2 on Netflix. I have made this uh, vehemently clear that I was going to not watch this season. <laughs> and I did anyway. Because I was like, well, fuck it. Nothing else really on. I'll watch it. I'll watch a couple episodes at least to kind of give my little uh, spiel for the show, for the podcast. You know? Because a lot of people are out there. Like, they love it. They love Luke Cage, you know? I... As you may or may not know, uh, listeners, friends, acquaintances, people who like this kind of shit, they might remember me saying that I didn't really care for the first season. And I didn't. I don't even know if I finished it. Come to think of it, I don't think I did. But I watched Defenders, and I always liked Mike Coulter as Luke Cage. It wasn't really him. Uh, Just some of the storytelling seemed kind of clunky. And and again, that's not their fault. It's just I think that's the, the pacing on all the Netflix shows they got going on right now. It's all really slow, especially Iron Fist. Jesus Christ. And Jessica Jones, I didn't even watch season two. Don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. But here we go. Luke Cage, I started watching it, man. I got to tell you, my friend, Mr. Sean Lemley, he'd even told me if I uh, if I start watching it to be wary because uh, he, said, he said the acting wasn't very good. I was like, the acting? Well, it's returning cast. Like, how could the acting be worse than the first season? If, if And he loved the first season, by the way. Um... And he said the story was pretty bad. And I got I got to concur with Mr. Lemley on this one. I must concur. The acting is kind of shitty. And the story is fucking bad. I mean, it's just awful. Uh, I don't even think I finished uh, more than two episodes. I just, I, I gave up. Like, I don't give a fuck. And Mike Coulter, like, I like him. He's fine. But even him in this in this second season, he's like, it's like I can see him reading the lines off of cue cards. Like, I, I can, you know, he's supposed to be pissed off at times, and it does not translate. I, I don't know if they're just phoning this one in. And then the whole scene, like, Alfred Woodard and, like, Theo Rossi's character, like, he's, like, 20 years younger than her, but she's, like, nasty and, like, sucking on his finger. I'm like, dude, I don't give a... Get out of here. <laughs> but worst of all, I can't tell if it's actually poking fun at itself or if it's trying to be serious. It, it feels serious, but, you know... um, serious like Mike Coulter's terrible acting or the weird gross romance that I was just talking about but uh I mean I'm sorry Alfred I mean you're fantastic you are you know but when you're sucking on Theo's thumb the little fucking gross and Bushmaster hilarious I don't think he's supposed to be hilarious but he's hilarious Misty's fine as hell of course she's always fun to look at god damn but I was waiting for that robot arm you know she's walking around with a nub you know and I saw clips later does come and she gets to use it and fight Bushmaster and I may or may not have seen the, the last final fight scene between Bushmaster and Luke Cage and uh, kind of underwhelming, you know? And look, I hate it when we have a barrage of this kind of shit coming out. There's always going to be people like me that hates on certain things and other people out there that love this shit. But I guess I wanted to rant about this show because I read a review in the paper, a newspaper, ladies and gentlemen, that called this show, this season, spectacular. Spectacular? Spectacular? I like to reserve that word for something like, I don't know, Infinity War? (laughs) You know what I mean? Or I don't know, like, your first time going to, like, New York City and you see the the horizon and the skyline and all those great buildings and there's, like, nothing else like it. Or, you know, that fucking Taj Mahal, for Christ's sake, in in India is spectacular. You know what I mean? Fucking season two of Luke Cage is spectacular? I don't know, man. And I'm like, I'm starting to worry about myself because I don't want to be that guy that can't get into shit. But I was talking about this with a close friend the other day. Like, I can't seem to watch shit and finish it. Unless it has, like, robots with, like, lasers shooting out of their eyes. 
We're fucking uh, go go gadget arms and fucking thunder 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 thundercats ho. You know what I mean? I mean I don't know like my wife even tried to get me into this show called Thirteen Reasons Why. It was like it was too sad and depressing. So I was like, fuck it, kids, suicide, can't do it. See you later. <laughs> you know, but I'll watch something like Better Call Saul and love every minute of it. Or, you know, and I crushed Breaking Bad. In fact, I watched Breaking Bad twice. I watched it once when it all came out, episode by episode, kind of finished the rest, you know, binging it, and then uh. Years later, when my son was born, when I was staying up all night holding him in the middle of the night, I just, I just started watching Breaking Bad again. I just crushed all the five seasons, you know? So, I mean, I'll rewatch shit that doesn't fall into the Comic-Con circuit. I mean, I even, I, you know, I'll even watch a movie like Ombre from 1963. <laughs> Not 67. But, uh, but, I don't know, man, this show, is, the tone's all over the place. Like, if pick a tone. Like, if you want to be this kind of like black exploitation kind of Pam Greer, Foxy Brown kind of thing with the music and like the throwback and it's Harlem, you know, like you can do that and like touch on some of that and still be self-referential and still be upbeat, you know what I mean? Like the pacing is really slow. I mean, I got friends at work at the Moonbase in Tahiti and they're like, yeah, that shit is slow, man. <laughs> that shit is struggling. But they finished it. You know, I think they, they told me it gets better and I, I might circle back to it, you know. I'm not, I'm not a complete grouch, you know. God damn. And then I tried to watch something fun and upbeat like Batman and Two-Face, that uh, Adam West uh, uh, animated movie. You know, it even had Shatner in it as Two-Face. It's one of those direct-to-DVD uh, DC releases, you know, and the animation was pretty cool and it was a throwback to the Batman 1966. You know, Burt Ward's there. They even brought Julie Newmar back to do the voice of Catwoman, but that's kind of gross because, like, when, when Adam West is talking, you can't really tell it's an old man necessarily. He still sounds like Adam West from the show, but then Julie Newmar is definitely an old woman. Years of smoking. And God knows what else. It's kind of gross. And I'm not and I'm not ageist. I'm not hating on old people. But if you're gonna be old, just act your age, you know what I'm saying? And I'll say the same thing for men. That's not gender biased. You know what I'm saying? Stop casting fucking Tom Cruise in a movie with an love interest that's fucking thirty years younger than him. And he's a he's a good looking guy for his age. Don't get me wrong, he's in shape. But give him like somebody a little closer to the age, you know? Fucking American maid, he's running around with a fucking twenty one year old uh twenty one year old girl, you know? And look, yeah, she's legal, she's an adult, but look, let's let's be honest here. If I'm 36 and I think 21 is like a baby, then when I'm 55, 21 is practically robbing the cradle. <laughs> I mean, is robbing the cradle. You know, if you can remember the moon landing and she can't, and it's in the history book for her, there's a problem. <laughs> uh, speaking of old, Sarah Connor's back, and I mentioned this on a previous podcast. Um, but I just wanted to talk a little bit more about that because I'm really stoked on this. I fucking love the Terminator movies. I fucking love the Terminator movies. I'm in a closet and I gotta be somewhat quiet so I can't quit the phone. Yeah! You don't understand. I mean, I just want to let all that that love out, you know? I don't know where to put all that love that I have for the Terminator. I really don't. Linda Hamilton's looking pretty good and I'm kind of excited to see that she's back. And it's going to be a direct sequel to the to Terminator Judgment Day, which is one of my favorite movies of all fucking time. And I have yet to do it on the podcast, and I will. We just got to get the right guest in here, just me and a friend, and bada-bing, bada-boom. You know, we're going to make it happen. But I love those Terminator movies. So this one's really supposed to be Terminator 3, and I'm stoked. I love the Sarah Connor Chronicles. I fucking love the Sarah Connor Chronicles. You know, I have a very fond spot in my heart for that show. Not only Summer Glau playing the... Terminator, and she did it in her own weird Firefly, come with me if you want to live thing, instead of come with me if you want to live, you know, but it was great, 
you know, and Lena Headley, Sarah Connor, fantastic, the narration, even the guy, the young guy who played the young John Connor, fucking Brian Austin Green came out of nowhere from 90210, it's like, hey, guess what, I'm, I'm kind of jacked now, I'm older, and I got a fucking five o'clock shadow that's eternal, and I'm a badass, I fucking loved it, and the way it ended too, it got canceled, so they kind of had to like throw some band-aids up real quick, make some tight corners, and and sweep some things under the rug, and there were some unanswered questions, but they wrapped it up, you know, quasi-nicely, you know, and I appreciated that, and I respected him for that, you know. And, uh, man, I just love that fucking show. So good. That, they need to do that with the movies, you know what I mean, with just a bigger budget, get all those people back, and just fucking rock it. But I'll be interested to see what they do with this one. You know, Arnold's supposed to be back. They got some Hispanic guy who played Ghost Rider on the Agents of Shield Me that I, I gave up on years ago. Uh... It'll be interesting to see what happens, especially with Linda Hamilton being back, you know, Sarah Connor. And I say what you want about Genesis. I love the first half of that movie. First half of that movie works. It's only when John McConnor becomes the said Terminator somehow, and then the timeline's all fucked up. But the whole timeline anyway is fucked up, so haters need to stop hating and start creating. You know what I'm saying? That's why I just hate it all over Luke Cage. But if Luke Cage had a fucking T-800 in it, way better. Ratings through the roof. I mean, who wouldn't want to see Luke Cage fight a fucking Terminator, email me at comiccons.podcast.gmail.com or message me, whatever. Let me know your thoughts on that. <clears throat> so my animated pick this week, because I said I was going to do like a, a bi-weekly thing where I talked about a cartoon, you know, because not enough people talk about cartoons anymore. You know what I'm saying? I mean, what, 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 what are we, too good for cartoons? You think a guy that in his, thir- in his 30s that still watches cartoons can't start some shit? Is that what you're thinking? Well, you're absolutely correct. I can't start any shit because I'm a man. Oh, pal, papa. I'll get the job at the moon base in Tahiti. But I thought it'd be fun to talk about cops. That's uh, Central Organized Police Specialist. Now, I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty of a particular episode. I just want to talk about this show because I own the entire first season, the only season, on DVD. <laughs> I saw it at Best Buy years ago, and I was like, I got to get that shit. I remember this show from when I was a kid. I loved the action figures. This is another cartoon that came out in the 80s, 1988, I think, and it was based on action figures. And so go figure, I mean... Why wouldn't they, you know? But I mean, it was bright, it was colorful, the theme song was great. Cops, central organization of police specialists. Fighting crime in a future time. Protecting Empire City from Big Boss and his gang of crooks. character Baldwin P. Bess mm-hmm, was in an accident and then the mayor gives him like a, a steel plated chest hence uh, the transition to bulletproof Bess uh, so he can deflect bullets with his chest nobody ever shoots him in the head because why would they it's a cartoon but all the cops had a gimmick there's a lot of cybernetic stuff because again it's the future uh, long arm had a cable that shot out from his arm mainframe had computer skills everybody needs one uh, mace was just big and intrusive and had a, a laser mazooka quote unquote also, he falls in love with Nightshade. She's the hot-ass thief from Big Boss's gang. We'll talk about that in a minute. Barrage, she was an undercover gal, and she was Asian. Sundown was a former Texas sheriff, because, of course, he had a cowboy hat. And then Bowser and Blitz, there was a dude with a robot dog. Not really much else there. And those aren't all of them. There were more, but those are, like, the main ones that I remember from the cartoon, the main ones that I kind of felt like talking about. Big Boss, the leader of the gang, the bad guys, was a straight gangster, and he did the straight gangster voice. Yeah, see? And he was super obese, like super fat. 
but he had an iron fist and like a pet weasel because everybody has one why not which was also cybernetic because it's the future but Zerko was big boss's nephew but he was like a bobcat goldthwait joker guy but he was a fucking idiot they were all idiots because all the bad guys had to be just dumb like oh i don't know what to do well yeah i gotta crush some rocks speaking of rock crusher he's dumb and he's huge also uh, Dr. Bad, Bad Vibes, I think it is. I don't know if it was a he or she. It was kind of androgynous, like Tilda Swinton. Um, but he was an evil scientist. It was an evil scientist. And it would, like, make inventions. Miss Demeanor, that's Miss, like, Mrs. Demeanor, huh? Get it? She was super strong and a whole lot of woman. Not much else to say about that. She kind of looked like a big jacked-up wrestler. Uh, but she was always wearing a tight dress and she would just throw police cars. Uh, Nightshade, she was kind of like the Catwoman of the game, but she had a red mullet, you know. I think she was the only black person on the show other than Bullet P. Vess, other than, other than Bulletproof. I think she was black. Boom Boom. Boom Boom was like a, well, he was a gangster too, but he had like guns that would come out of his chest. He looked kind of like a Lee Marvin gangster. But look, I just love the tone, like I said, and I love the colors uh, of the cartoon as a kid. And I love the action figures. They were tall, kind of like the Thundercat toys, and the detail was just great. Do me a favor. Check it out, okay? So I actually put some on for my kid, thinking like, hey, I'll just put it on the background. He loves cars. By the way, I'm collecting fucking Hot Wheels like a madman because my son loves everything with wheels. You know, we go to the store and they're like a dollar a piece. I just pick one up every time we're out with him, you know? I don't know if that's a bad thing. I don't know if I'm, I'm spoiling him. I don't know if you can't even spoil a kid this young. He's about a year and a half now or almost a year and a half. It's fucking crazy. He's walking around. He's talking. And he, he fucking loves cars. So he, like, he reaches out. He actually picks them out. If I pull out two cars and I'm going to pick them out, he's got like five little Batmobiles. That might be more my more my influence than, than his. Um, I just opened my sock drawer the other day and I pulled some more out. And cops, there's like a lot of cars and car chases in this cartoon. So I just, you know, I put it on for him. And he actually kind of watched like 10 minutes of it, which is weird for him because he usually doesn't watch anything that doesn't entail singing, you know. And I don't mean like, you know. To me, like a drug addiction that I get Did you love What you tell me is that healthy baby? Did you know that when it snows, my eyes become large and the light that you shine can be seen? Singing. A, B, C, D, E, R, G. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. But yeah. I'm buying Hot Wheels. And it's kind of cool that I'm collecting. You know, I kind of like collecting things. I mean, we, I think a lot of humans do. That's why we do it. I'm always kind of envious of the guy who just doesn't have to collect anything, you know? But as I started buying more cars for my son, like, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And I, he doesn't know that we're collecting, but to me, it's like, well, we're collecting, you know? That's kind of cool. It's like a new hobby. So I don't know. Maybe I was kind of hoping, like, he, as I show him stuff, it'll, like, sub subconsciously, like, sink into his brain. You know, somehow over time, as I keep, if I keep doing it, if, and if it's repetitious, you know, and, and he'll develop memories of watching things with me, you know, which he already kind of has. There's certain things that we do together that he loves and he remembers how to do them. And it's just fascinating, you know, and one of those is the cars. Like I'll give him a Batmobile and he'll just hold it up high. He loves it. It was his favorite, you know, and I think he can like sense that my energy, like I'm super excited about giving my son a Batmobile. You know, it's like a rite of passage. You know, some people have have moments where like they're teaching their son how to throw a football for the first time and maybe I'll I'll have that down the road maybe not but mine is like giving my son a batmobile <laughs> like like oh god I just get his first batmobile oh growing up man watching cartoons 
you know, I remember growing up and loving SNL too. And as I got older, I loved watching the music video awards. You know, remember the MTV Music Video Awards? They were always, it was always like a big deal. You know, and I was thinking about this the other day, like the Pearl Jam and Neil Young performance, the 1992 awards, I think it was. Um, 93, I think it was. It was Pearl Jam and Neil Young. And they played Rockin' in the Free World together. And it was so fucking good. I mean, it was just raw. Neil Young's guitar was just a... You know what I mean? It was just fucking raw and echoing. And Vetter was just stiff, didn't move, of course, because he was playing the tortured, you know, uh, <laughs> front man. The band's moving around, you know. Mike McCready's like a buck 20 from his drinking and drug use, whatever. You know, but there's Neil up on the stage fucking rolling. He had to be in his 50s then, and he was just fucking crushing it. Just visceral rock and roll. They don't make music like that anymore, you know? And and there's really no rock bands that perform like that anymore. There might be rock bands that exist today, but I guarantee there's no rock bands that perform the way those guys performed on that stage in that night. Um, And I could just sound like an old man, you know? I don't have my finger on the pulse of anything, so email me an actual rock band that comes close to the caliber of that performance, and I'll be glad to discuss it on the show. Um, And for the last five years, though, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, maybe you could go back 10 years, but not in the last five years. You know what I'm saying? And don't send me stuff with, like, I don't know. Don't send me stuff with like from, like, Jack White or fucking, I don't know. Who's another band that people try to always play me? I don't know why. There's another band that people always try to get me into because of the stuff that I listen to, and I just never understood why. Hey, mama, hey, mama, lad, you can't hum, but now I'm still on the hunt down, but, like, get the fuck out of here. I can't remember your name. Like, seriously. I can't remember that band's name. <laughs> but life for me struggling tonight i was asked recently very recently to join a queens the stone age band and i realize none of this has anything to do with comic cons but you know enlighten me uh i mean humor me i mean well yeah humor me uh i was asked to front it i was actually asked to like sing in it and like you know be the main like lead singer in, in a tribute band like a and I know some like one of the guys from a previous cover band that I played in a few years back. It was like an old '90s cover band. We played like two and a half shows, and you know it was fun. It was actually fun. I I never liked the idea of playing covers before because I was just writing my own shit. But but that was kind of cool, you know. We played for like an actual decent crowd. People knew the songs, so that was kind of cool. But even snuck in one original that I wrote. But uh, but it was short lived, you know. After a while, I was just okay. There were just other things going on, you know, and I just had to kind of cut back. And same dude hit me up recently to ask if I would want to sing for this band. And I remember thinking, like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I mean, who doesn't fucking love Queens of the Stone Age? You know what I mean? But then I thought about it, like, do I really want to... I have a hard time, as it is, you know, carving out time, extra time in my day as a new dad to fucking sit in a closet and record a podcast, let alone hang out with, like, get up, get together with dudes and fucking do, do band practice, like, once a week for, for cover songs, you know? And then part of me was thinking, like, well, maybe, like, the whole tribute band thing is kind of sad. You know, like, I don't, I don't want, I wouldn't want to join a band and just do strictly one band's material all the fucking time. You know, because the only tribute bands I ever saw growing up, or, like, when I was in high school or, like, college, were, like, like, Kiss tribute bands. Or, like, I even saw, like, a Weezer tribute band, and I was just like, ugh. But, I mean, if they do it well, they do it well. Who am I to judge? You know what I'm saying? I don't know any better. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make it you a bad musician because you're not writing your own shit. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I knew I knew a guy who played in one of my bands before that was fucking an amazing guitarist. He could fucking solo his fucking ass off, but he never once wrote an actual song. He just fucking like did lead work. But he was fucking amazing. Like, and I can't do that. You know? 
And, and I, I write songs, but they're not like fucking, they're not like amazing or fucking mind blowing. It's just like a couple chords thrown together with some, some fucking words. So who the fuck am I? You know? Uh, but yeah, I don't know why. I just, I just, I just said no. I said, you know what? Just not a lot of time. You know? I didn't say, no, nah, fuck that. Fuck your band. Fuck your tribute band. Fuck you. I was just, I was polite. I said, no, I just don't have the time. And it's true. I don't have the time. But I got time to sit in the closet and talk about Luke Cage and uh, other random shit. That's what the show is. It's just an excuse to hang out with friends in my garage and talk about shit that I love talking about. And on occasion, I'm going to do it by myself to give uh, the listeners a little, uh, a little spiel, like a little extra bonus episode from time to time. If you like it, great. If not, I'm sorry. You know, not a whole lot of, not a whole lot of juicy tidbits on this one. You know, I'll leave you guys with a little random chaotic noise of the of the creative process um, from my life. You know, sorry for the low energy. Sorry for the random rants, 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 rants in your pants. That's what it is, uh, from time to time. But hey, let's hope they make a live action cops movie one day, right? Can you see that? If not. I don't know. But rate and review us on iTunes. Find us on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Podbean, you know, comiconspodcast.podbean.com. And then, of course, facebook.com slash comiconspodcast. Don't forget to email us at comiconspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I might have already said that. <laughs> and if you have any uh, requests for movies you want us to talk about, shows, anything you want us to talk about at all, just hit us up. Hit me up. If you know me directly or on any one of those platforms that I just listed off. And we'll do it, you know. Uh, Enjoy the hot, smoldering heat if you're in anywhere on the East Coast, like I am. Uh, And if you're anywhere else, then enjoy the weather there. I hope you're doing great wherever you are uh, listening. If you're overseas, I hope you're uh, doing wonderful over there as well. And uh, just God bless you. Nighty night. Sleep tight. And don't let Willem Dafoe bite you. Oh